Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to Hold Up, Let Me Explain. I'm your host, Nicole. And on today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that someone called me a few months ago. I'm going to tell you. And to be honest with you, I wasn't even offended when they told me this. Honestly, I, I truly wasn't. But it did have me thinking about my childhood and how I've adjusted to, I guess, become this way. So let me explain. The thing that the person called me a few months ago was, or that I was, or am, a whitewashed Latina. Again, guys, I was not offended. I actually thought it was kind of funny. She said it more with, like in a bigger context, so maybe it's kind of unfair to take it out of context because it sounds quite offensive, but it, I, I truly didn't take it that way. And I guess the way that I really like defined it in my mind would be to say that I'm a watered-down Latina, which I guess to some degree is kind of true, but let me explain. So... The way this is going to make better sense is if I start from the beginning. So let's begin. My parents, so my mom is Puerto Rican. My dad is Dominican. My dad is from Dominican Republic. My mom was actually born in the Bronx, but grew up in Puerto Rico, spoke the language, speak Spanish. That was her first language. And then eventually moved to New York. So when she moved to New York, she did not know English at all. She ended up teaching herself English by reading the newspaper. She met my dad from her old job or at the job she was working at the time. And then they had me. So they got married. Um, my dad, again, I don't know if I even said it. So he was from, he's from Dominican Republic. He, they met in New York. And my dad also did not speak any English. My dad, I think his education went as far as like high school. My mom got her GED. Now, when they got married and they had me, they, their plan was to teach me Spanish. Spanish was supposed to be my first language. However, in the event that my mom was reading the newspaper trying to learn English, she read that kids that didn't speak English were not getting the same education in school as the kids that were fluent in English speaking or speaking English. Like kids who knew Spanish that didn't speak English were not getting the same education as the kids who spoke English first. Okay. So because my mom had gotten her GED and my dad didn't really have like a big education, education was very important. They're like, listen, like we live in America now, like we live here. We want our kids to have the best education possible. So we're going to have her speak English first and then eventually we'll teach her Spanish after that. Well, unfortunately, the older I got, the harder it was. They did attempt to send me to Dominican Republic for the summer to learn in, uh, Spanish. This was when I was like eight years old. I didn't even last three weeks out there. I was way too homesick. I wanted to come back home almost immediately. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. So I never learned. And the older I got, the harder it was for me to really pick it up because I felt embarrassed and shy. And trust me, I know enough, like I know enough to get by. I know enough to like kind of have a conversation, but I do stumble on some words. I get a lot of my, I think like my pronouns wrong, like my tengo, tenga, um, tiene, like those transition words. Those aren't transition words, I don't think, but other words like that, I tend to say a little incorrectly. So again, I hold back and I don't speak the language fluently, but Education was a really big thing for my parents growing up, so 
That's why I never learned this, the language. Now, living in New York, at least at the time when I was growing up, which was like late 90s, early 2000s, like at least in the Bronx, Puerto Ricans was like everything. Like you was the shit if you were Puerto Rican, right? All the buildings had the flags hanging. This was when Fat Joe and Big Pun was like really at it. I think Big Pun already had died, but Fat Joe was like really celebrating the Puerto Rican pride. J-Lo was at her peak. So of course, you know, Puerto Rican pride. She was always, you know, Mark Anthony, like Puerto Ricans in New York was like, like, I swear, like people will cap and be like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm Mexican, Ecuadorian, Peruvian, Colombian, Brazilian, black, uh, Italian, and Puerto Rican. Like everywhere you went, somebody was like a little bit of Puerto Rican somehow. And that was like, that was like a flex, right? So I, growing up in the Bronx, I was always very proud of like being half Puerto Rican and half Dominican. And Dominicans too, it was the same thing. Like Dominicans still had their own pride. And, and it's kind of funny because like also in New York, like Puerto Ricans and Dominicans, it was always like this rivalry. I really don't know how it is now. I think we're kind of over it. Maybe not. I don't know. But like me being both again was still a flex. Like the same pride I had for being Puerto Rican was the same pride I had for being Dominican. All of my best friends were Dominican. My entire building was basically all Dominicans. I'm closer to my dad's family. My dad's Dominican. So I feel like culturally, I feel more connected to being Dominican than Puerto Rican, ironically. But still, always super proud of like where I came from. And then of course, like the New York style was like you wear Tim's, high tops, uptown or uptowns, um, white Nikes. Um uh, curly hair, lip liner, big hoops with your name on it. Like that was the flex. Like that was the style that was like, quote unquote, the culture. Right. So when I moved to Florida, we lived in Miami first and living in Miami was like the first time I think I ever tr saw true diversity because in New York, a lot of neighborhoods, you'll find more or less like the same ethnicity or the same culture, you know, and that's exactly like where I live. Like it was very rare that you would see any other kind of Hispanic. Like it was either Mexican, maybe Ecuadorian, definitely Puerto Rican, definitely Dominican. If you ever saw like a white person, they were either Jewish, Italian or like Irish, maybe. And that was like rare, kind of like, at least from where I lived in New York. So moving to Miami, it was like the first time I met like Colombians, um, Peruvians, Brazilians, um, people from like the UK. Like to me, I was like, whoa, like I've never met anyone else that was like from a different culture. So it was like really exciting, like going to a brand new school, like learning about like other people. However, I quickly learned that because of the way that I dressed and because of the way that I acted, mind you, in New York, this was like normal, like this is how you flex, right? When I moved to Miami, I quickly learned that my aesthetic was considered chonga. And that was an insult to be called a chonga in Miami. So I remember like, feeling so like taken aback like I wasn't bullied like I think that when I entered the new school or when I entered that school middle of the year I was like this new person so like everybody wanted to know me I wasn't popular 
I wasn't popular, but I think that because I had just come from New York and I was like the new girl, like a lot of people wanted to know who the new girl was. And I think because of that, I made a lot of friends. And and I think that's why I loved Miami, because it was just so accepting, ironically, being also called a chonga. But I remember like a few girls were telling me like, oh, like you kind of look like a chonga. And I was like, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, like ghetto girls that were like big hoops and da 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 da. Like they basically described my outfit as a chonga. And I realized in that moment, I was like, wait, I don't want to be a chonga. Like what? And I learned that chongas were like the ghetto girls and a prep were like the uptight, stuck up girls that dressed preppy. And even though that was also kind of an insult, in some degree, it was also like, you would rather be called a prep than be called a chonga. Now, listen, my friends, around the time that I went to middle school in Miami was around 2006, 2007. That was the year that I moved to Florida. Again, a lot has changed. I don't know what the slang is now. I don't know what it's like now at that middle school in Miami. I don't know what's cool, what's not. I just, I try to be cool at my age now. And like, what's cool now? (laughs) I don't know what that's like now for kids in middle school. At the time, this is what it was. So I'm not saying that like, because I didn't want to be called a chunga, I became a prep. But I started to really see the difference on how these girls were being treated, like how girls were being respected, who respected who and how and how they dressed and how they acted. And I remember like going to the mall a lot with my mom, just kind of walking around. We didn't have a lot of money to like go shopping. But I remember that was like the first time I learned what Juicy Couture was and like Hollister and American Eagle and like Abercrombie and Fitch and like just like other cool stores. Even Forever 21, like Forever 21 was like slowly, I think at around that time, like becoming like an actual store that people wanted to shop at. And I started to really see the difference on how these girls dressed. And it's so funny because like wearing Tim's and wearing Uptowns was like, like girls didn't wear that in Miami. They wore ballet flats and strappy sandals and like cute polos and like mini skirts and, you know, like cute, like. I remember just like seeing that and like the way they did their hair and the way they just like held themselves. And I just realized like, wait, I kind of want to dress like that. Like, I don't want to dress like this. Like, I don't want to dress ghetto. I don't want to dress like a chonga. I don't want to. I don't want people thinking that of me. Like, I could be cute like that. Like, I could rock that skirt. I could rock that belt. I want to wear that purse. And I watch a lot of TV and again at the time like I was obsessed with the girls next door which was a reality show based on the Playboy bunnies at the Playboy mansion. If you if you're no, if you know reality TV, I'm pretty sure you remember the girls next door, Holly Madison, Kendra Wilkson, Britney something, forgive me. I love her though. Anyway, they used to wear Juicy Couture purses, knee-high socks, cute little mini skirts, and I feel like I was at that age where I was like, okay, wait, like I kind of want to be that too. I read a lot. I started like, I wasn't like talking in that New York slang anymore. I was talking more like, not the way that they spoke in Miami, but just more like I enunciated my words. I just like, I adjusted in other words, right? So I remember after that, we lived in Miami for a little bit and then we moved over to Kissimmee. Now, Kissimmee is where I live now. Like, this is where 
I've lived now for basically the past 15 years. And I went to, I don't want to say that it was an all white high school. I really don't want to say that, but it kind of was like, there wasn't that much diversity. Like, I guess based on ethnicity wise, like, yeah, sure. There was a lot of Brazilians, a lot of Colombians, a lot of Puerto Ricans, a lot of um, Moroccans, a lot of people from the UK, like, you know, from the other side, or even just people that were from Florida, like, but if you look at like skin tone, which is what I'm trying to say, is it was a lot of fair skin. And I've said it before, in my high school at the time, I kid you not, there were like six to seven black kids, like, there were barely any color, like I was, I'm, listen, I'm not saying, relax. I was one of the very few tanned girls in the school, because even like, the Puerto Ricans that were in my high school were also very like fair skin. A lot of Brazilians are fair skin, you know. But I remember going to that high school and like, I remember at that time, I was feeling like, okay, high school is like a different vibe. Like I want them to know that I'm tough, that you know, I'm from New York. So I started to like slowly transition back to like, how I dressed in New York, right? But it was mainly so that I guess in my brain, I could be like respected, which is like, so cringy thinking about. But again, this is like the mind of a 16 year old, or 15 14 year old at the time when I started high school. So I wore my Tim's again, I didn't really wear makeup at all. Like I don't think I started wearing like eyeliner until sophomore year. But at the time I was like, crunching up my hair being very like tough and like whatever, right? That quickly like went away because wearing Tim's in like this hot ass weather is not cute. So like I eventually just like didn't wear Tim's. Not to say that Tim's make you look tough, but like I had to adjust the style a little bit. And at the time too, my school didn't have uniform just yet. They started implementing uniform sophomore year. So freshman year, I was like wearing tight jeans, little belly shirt, whatever. Who cares? The point is I... When people would ask me, like, oh, where are you from? I would be like, oh, I'm from New York, but I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican, right? So they're like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. I started to see the Puerto Ricans I went to school with. And now the Puerto Ricans I went to school with were like a group of students. And there were a lot of them, but it seemed like segregated. And what I mean by that is like, it seemed like all the Puerto Ricans hung out with each other. And all the other students were kind of like in their own little cliques. But it seemed like all of the Puerto Ricans that hung out together were all from like the island. So they all spoke Spanish. They rarely spoke English. And in my high school, they were called the Miramiras. Now, if you're unfamiliar what a Mira is, Mira means look in Spanish, right? And I guess it's a habit of Puerto Ricans that when they're talking, they say, Mira, 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 like pay attention, like I'm talking to you, right? So in my high school, the Miramiras, that's what they would call the Puerto Ricans. I'm not sure if they were offended by this. I don't know if that's what they called themselves. I don't know if that's what other people called them. But that's just what they were called in my high school. So the moment that I would say like, oh, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican, they'll be like, oh, so you're like a Miramira. And I'm like, what? No, no, like, I don't even speak Spanish. Like what? And I started to see why they would say that because these students in my high school, 
were very like obnoxious and loud. And I get it because they were being judged by a lot of the students. So I think that in their defense, they just were like, oh, okay, you don't like the way I act because I'm Puerto Rican. Great. I'm going to turn it up a hundred times more and make you feel uncomfortable. And I'm going to do it on purpose. And that's kind of like how it was. Again, this is high school. These are minds of 15 year olds. Like everything is like extreme and like, oh, you don't like that? Well, I'm going to do it more to piss you off, you know, and that's just kind of the vibes. But it was so weird to me because it's like, I remember, I remember feeling so proud, right? And being so like, yeah, I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. And then I go to this high school and it's like, I see the way like these Puerto Ricans act. And I was like, wait, but I don't act like that. And the Puerto Ricans in New York don't fucking act like that. I mean, yeah, they're loud and obnoxious too, but it, it felt more like for pride, right? Because like in New York, there's the Puerto Rican Day Parade and that shit is fucking lit, okay? So like that's where it's rooted from. Like it's just exciting. But somehow in my high school, it just seemed different. It was like nobody respected it. Everybody thought it was annoying. I mean, I even thought it was annoying. And it even made me feel like, damn, like I don't want to sit here and be like I'm ashamed, but it almost made me feel like I needed to water down being Puerto Rican. And I don't want to say that either because, again, like, I don't act like that. Like, I don't act like that. Like, I don't speak Spanish. Like, I don't relate to them at all. They were Puerto Ricans, but from the country. So, and I think that's why they all sort of gravitated towards each other because they were essentially from the same culture. I was from, like, a different culture. I was I was what you would call a New Yorican, like, a Puerto Rican that lived in New York, like, even the songs that we listened to in New York that celebrated like Puerto Rico, Puerto Ricans in Puerto Rico don't even know those songs. Like I've seen TikToks of like Puerto Ricans, like side by side, one from the island, one from New York, listening to songs and they would have to like step, like they would have to, go, I don't know. Have you seen those TikToks where it's like the screen has like little dots in the center and it'll be like, songs from the 1990 or from the 90s and then songs from the early 2000s and then like if you know the song then you stand under where it would say the 90s if you know the song and if you didn't then you'd go back in the middle until you you know I feel like I don't want to over explain but I feel like at this point you should know what I'm talking about well I've seen TikToks with like Puerto Rican songs where people from the island versus people from New York that were Puerto Rican would then stand side by side and move over to the song they knew so what I'm saying is not technically like unheard of like this is an actual thing so again I would see these Puerto Ricans from the island and I'm like I don't like even the slang words like I didn't know that a mira was even like a thing like I know that mira meant look you know but it but again like I I barely knew so I feel like because I didn't want to be associated to that I then started to change my style again but more to what was in style in my high school so a lot of the girls again they would wear like fun bracelets flats like no one really wore Jordans no one wore um wore Tim's nobody wore like nobody wore like cool sneakers like they did in New York which was kind of nice for me because my mom didn't have a lot of money for me to keep up with like the latest sneakers or the latest Jordans so the fact that like what was in style were like ballet flats and strappy sandals like was like a godsend honestly because like that made it easier for me to like I guess fit in but 
one of the things that the girls that were like in that Mira Mira clique would do would wear their hair really curly. And I guess because like me wearing my hair super curly really made me look Spanish, I started to straighten my hair because I just didn't want to be associated with that. And I feel kind of guilty admitting that out loud, but I'm not going to lie to you. Like I started to straighten my hair all the time and it sucks because like it is humid in Florida. Like I'm recording this episode outside and I kind of did my hair and I'm already looking at it through the camera and I'm like, oh, it's getting frizzy. Whatever. I don't care. I'm home. But like I would wear my hair straight and it would get so frizzy. It was so embarrassing. Like I would look like a poodle by the end of the school, like by the end of class. And it's so funny because that's actually how I got my name Puffin because my best friend in high school like one time she saw me come out of class and like my hair was so frizzy and she's like you're looking like a puffin puffer puffy puff like she just said all those words together so after that she just called me puffin because of my hair being so puffy and then that's when I ended up calling my cat puffin because I named him after me so that's just like a little fun fact nobody called me puffin in high school I'm just saying my friend called me puffin in high school (laughs) so anyway But I would still straighten my hair. I would wear what was in style and what like all the kids were wearing. Like I didn't, I didn't, I guess, dress Spanish, I guess. Like, and I'm only saying that by comparison to the Spanish kids I went to high school with. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Let's move on. So I remember after like changing my look and like really adjusting to my environment at the time, I remember like I didn't really speak in slang. I like I said before, I enunciated my words more. And I remember visiting New York again um, after after freshman year. I was about to start sophomore year. That summer I went to New York to visit my sister. And I remember I was um, at her house and at the time she roomated with like two girls and you know, they're all from New York and I guess like their father came to the house to visit. And I met him and, you know, just like straight up Puerto Rican, New York, like Mm. alpha male, you know, like really big guy, you know, takes care of his kids. He's a cool guy. Like I respect him as a person, of course. But I remember when he was talking to me, I guess like he was like shocked that I was Puerto Rican and Dominican. You know, I'm my sister's little sister. And I guess I the way that I spoke, the way that I talked, like whatever, like the way that I dressed. He like looked at me and was like, you talk like a white girl. And I remember that pissed me off. And I was like, no, I don't. I talk like I'm educated. And he and like I even surprised myself when I said it, because it's like, listen, like at the end of the day, like talking in slang and talking in this way might be cool, like when you're with good company. But from transitioning from New York to like other places, I realized like, Talking like that, behaving like that, acting like that is not cute. Like you're not going to be respected that way. And I learned that very quickly. So how do you become respected is if you talk like you know what you're talking about. And if I enunciate my words and I hold myself in a higher standard, then I will be respected. And that's all I wanted. I just wanted to be respected. So I adjusted, right? So for him to be like, oh, you talk like a white girl, it's like, what? So now, so now I'm a white girl because I want to talk like, a like better, I guess. Like, so anyway, 
so yeah, I remember when I was doing that, like that's how people started to respond to me. And then, and it still happens now, like even years later, like the way that I talk to people, like when I say, oh, I'm from New York and okay, I work at an Irish restaurant, right? And a lot of times people would like talk to me and they'll be like, oh, where's your accent from? Are you from Ireland? And I'm like, bitch, what? I don't have that. I don't have that response, but I'll be like, no. I'm not from Ireland. I'm actually from New York. And they're like, oh, okay. Like they kind of like are surprised. And I'm like, oh, you know, I lost my accent a long time ago, but it comes out when I'm driving and when I'm angry. And then they kind of giggle. But I feel like when I'm in New York sometimes, or like if I'm around certain friends, like I feel like certain words will come out like talk or like, oh, like, oh, I was walking to the store or yeah, like I'm going to walk the dog like I don't know like I don't really talk like that but sometimes like it'll come out if I'm talking to certain people um I feel like I have my own accent people say that I have one I don't know what it sounds like obviously because I just talk um but people say that they can hear that I'm like Spanish maybe because my mom has an accent my dad has an accent a lot of my friends have accents you know like I don't know I notice that when I talk to people I adapt to their to their accents. I notice that like depending on who I talk to and I think that's because I just communicate with a lot of people. But yeah, that's how people respond to me when I say like, "Oh, I don't speak Spanish." They're like, "And you're Puerto Rican and Dominican?" Or like if I say I'm from New York, but I don't really talk like I'm from New York anymore because I've like trained my words. I've trained myself to speak differently, so I feel like that too like people respond to me kind of funny that way I one time had a uh, oh my god okay so again I work at an Irish restaurant right tell me how I had this girl one time this is relevant I promise I had this girl come in and she was telling me how like oh it, it was St. Patrick's Day and she was like so excited to be there she's like oh yeah like I'm Irish like I love Irish food I da 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 like I know all the beers on tap like she was very proud of her culture great so, I mean, she wasn't from Ireland. She was definitely from America. But, like, I guess she was, like, first, second generation or first generation Irish or whatever the fuck. I don't know. what, it, Whatever. And when I was taking her order, she was like, oh, but can I have that with no cabbage? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And she's like, I know. I'm Irish and don't like cabbage. And I'm like, it's okay, girl. I'm Hispanic and I don't like avocado. This girl looked at me like, What? you're Spanish and don't like avocado? What kind of Spanish girl are you? Bitch, you just fucking said you don't like cabbage and you're Irish. Like, how the fuck are you going to judge me? I didn't even judge you. Like, I like kind of laughed and I was like, I know, right? Ha ha ha. And I walked away. But I remember going to the computer station like the fucking audacity. But again, that's what it's like working at a restaurant, right? Like you get people that will come at you sideways and you're just like, Bitch, you lucky I need your tip. You're lucky I need the fucking money. <laughs> like, I just kind of, like, ignored it. But anyway, but yeah, like, it's 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 kind of funny the way that I do get judged in different ways. Like, that being, like, a whitewashed, watered-down Latina. I do, and it's, and this is the thing, too. Like, I'm still very proud of being Puerto Rican and Dominican. Like, I love it when people look at me and they try to guess my ethnicity. And then, like, I tell them what I am. I feel, like, very exotic when I say it. It's not. Like when you if you were to go to my neighborhoods in New York, where I come from, it, it ain't special, you know, <laughs> like 
Okay, like, oh, you're Puerto Rican, then a Dominican. Like, I can deadass be like, oh, yeah, I'm from the Heights. And they'll be like, oh, so you're Dominican? And I'm like, yeah, well, half. You know, like, yeah, like, the, like if I tell you where I'm from, like, people just automatically assume. But it's still kind of cool when I get to know, like, new people from, like, different other, like, from other places. And I tell them my ethnicity and they're just, like, kind of amazed by it. So, you know, there's that. You know, but at the end of the day, don't ever, like, if you are like me, where you're Hispanic, but you don't speak Spanish, or you feel more connected to other styles and aesthetics, and you want to better yourself in different ways, like, don't ever let anybody judge you or make you feel like you need to be confined in a certain box or stereotype, because I feel like that's what was happening around me. Like I was fitting into a stereotype that I didn't want to be considered. And I didn't like that. And through the years of like finding myself and coming to myself, because again, you know, all of this, these transitions were happening at a very like pivotal age. You know, when you're in high school, everything feels extreme and you just want to fit in and you don't want to be judged and you just want to be yourself, but like you want to be accepted at the same time. Like, I felt all of those things. So if you are someone that have experienced that, like, I get it. I get it to the maximum. But don't let anybody make you feel like you need to be confined in a box or you need to stay in your stereotype. Or if they feel like you're not embracing your culture by repressing, you know, like even the fact that I straightened my hair and didn't like embrace my net, like my curly hair, you know, it's. I was also judged by that. Like, oh, why don't you wear your hair curly? Like, why do you do your hair like that? And it's just like, because I like doing my hair like this. Like, I like my hair straight. Like, I think that, like, I, yes, I have curly hair. But to be honest, like, I never took care of it. Even in high school, like, middle school, all, all I ever did was hairspray, gel, but like that crunchy fucking gel, like the kind of gel that makes your hair look hard. And then like, if you move it too much, it starts to flake, like, Literally, that was me in middle school. Like, and then in high school, I did the crunchy hair with the straight bangs. Like, I did that too. Like, I always tried to keep keep up with the trends, but believe it or not, I never liked my hair curly. I always liked it straight, and I did that. And by doing it so much, like, I fucked up my hair in a way. Like, I can't really do my hair curly. Like, it doesn't look cute. And I've attempted many times to try to like take care of it so it could look, you know, like, oh, let me let me do something different doesn't work out that way. So I ended up doing keratin. Okay, shout out to keratin. I live in Florida where it's humid all the time. So it comes in handy. Okay. But even like that, like I embrace my culture in different ways. Like I visit my family in Dominican Republic a lot of times. I mean, I haven't been in two years, but I love going to Dominican Republic. I listen to Spanish music. I eat Spanish food. I always try to learn like traditional recipes so that I can cook for my family for my boyfriend because he loves it when I throw down in the kitchen like all the times I've ever had like couples dinners or like Christmas dinners I always make penil I always make arrocangandules like anytime I have like friend get-togethers I always make sure to bring like brugal or coquito like I'm always like I'm always embracing my culture in ways that I feel deserve to be celebrated like in the ways that I like to celebrate it you know and I'm okay with that. I do need to learn Spanish for the sake of like being able to communicate with my family and still be able to connect with them. But yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, just because I don't act like a certain type of Puerto Rican 
or because I don't speak the language or because I don't look, I mean, I think I look Spanish. Like, I feel like when people look at me, they know that I'm obviously not a white girl. <laughs> like, obviously, like, I look like a little foreign, at least. Um, but, you know, and it's just, but yeah, like, and so fucking what? Like, listen, again, I feel like I'm like jumping around. Don't let anybody make you feel a type of way. If they want to believe that you're a whitewashed, watered down Latina, Latina X, or you're not Spanish enough, or you're not blank enough, whether that's Mexican enough, Puerto Rican enough, Dominican enough, Ecuadorian enough. I don't know. Like, Dominican, like, fuck it. Like, who cares? Let you be your own version of your culture. And at the end of the day, the world is changing. Everybody is blending. We're all blending together. But yeah, my friends... Thank you for always accepting me. Thank you for loving me anyway. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for following me on Instagram. Thank you for following me on YouTube. LOL. If you don't, make sure you do. And make sure that you tell your friends and that you remind yourself that there are new episodes every Mondays. And I want you to always remember that I love you. I accept you. You're doing a great job. Be safe. Okay. Remember that you are loved and accepted. And you're the best. And if I hadn't already said it, I love you. Thank you. And I'll see you next time.